millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to They Talk A Good Game, your favourite footy podcast, probably. My name is Harvey. I'm joined as ever by the tall... Charismatic, <laughs> clever. He's going to leave it at tall. The tall, <laughs> locky. That's it. Hello. Welcome. It's, it's good to see you. It's oh, the good to be here. First, um, Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> all right. Yeah, nice. First one in person for a little bit. The long weekend. Yes. Um, Easter and Anzac Day. They've messed with our podcast for great causes, but really messed with our podcast. Absolutely. Gosh, two Mondays in a row where we were just in separate places, not able to... Had clashes, not able to get, not able to be here in person. It's a much, much nicer vibe, don't you think? That's it. We're back in the studio. That's how fo- <laughs> back in the studio, <laughs> back in my bedroom. That's it. This is how footy was meant to be chatted, for sure, in person. And there was some good footy this weekend. It was the round of upsets. Round eight was the round of upsets. I think of there were quite a few matches this week that going in, I looked at, and I and there were I think there were five games that I looked at and I went, that team will definitely win. Yeah, and in Three out of those five, it was an upset. Panthers and Storm, the only teams holding it down for dominance, whereas everything else is sort of up in the air. Yeah, it's great because there's been a lot of chat um, like over recent weeks about like the top end of the competition and the bottom struggling teams being so far apart. And it's around like yeah. this. It just reminds you that any team can win on their day. Yeah, it's an Unless you're playing contest. the Storm or the Panthers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, those guys are just a cut above at the moment. They're, yeah. they're doing everything right on the pitch, off the pitch, in head office. Um, they've got the ball rolling, and they have for a number of years. But it's good to see some of the struggling teams pick up important victories. It brings the competition closer together. Yeah, It rules out the possibility moving forward of those, as you were saying, those easy wins being booked in for the weekend. Five games looked like they were easy predictions and three of them weren't the case. Starting off with the Broncos Broncos, upsetting the Sharks, the high flyers of the year. Sifa Talakai was was quite uh, silenced. I was like, what's the word? Uh, Katoni Staggs had potentially a game of his career. It was outstanding. You know, we were looking forward to that centre battle between those two. All all season and Stags won it. He did. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, I thought that. Um, obviously he was exceptional. I think the Reynolds investments paying off dividends now. When you yes. see the quality and the experience that he brings, it's that finishing touch. And to see out the game, um, you know, Nico Hines has been playing some excellent footy this year mm. and really leading the side around. But it's his first full season as a dominant playmaker, chief playmaker, halfback. And Reynolds has obviously been doing it for a decade more, won a premiership doing it. And it was his class along with yeah some of their explosive players who got them over the line. He always does it, Adam Reynolds, all throughout his career. Whenever there's you know a newer, younger, fresher half on the rise, everyone's talking about them. And Reynolds, really, for someone who's one of the most consistent career-long halfbacks, I, don't, I think he's actually criminally underrated, despite the fact that you know, we do always rate him in the top top five halfbacks, but I think he's he's always been 
he's always managed to stay in that sort of top three, top two. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's an elite playmaker, and there there aren't many Premiership winning halfbacks going around. No, you know, it's a bit like the hooker position where they're so few and far between. Not every club there are, there aren't sixteen genuine halves that can win you the comp, and he's one of them. Yeah. So the Broncos clearly prioritised well. The Rabbitohs let him go with a plan for the future. Seems to be going okay, but I'm sure they'd love to have Reynolds still on their books, even if it was just for another year or two. That's it. That's it. Um, Panthers on Friday night, uh, as we one of the two teams that we talked about that are just in a league of their own. Uh, tough, tough time for the nut. The Titans, although yeah. the first half was was quite close before the Panthers sort of ran away with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was it was a bit of a tussle. The, the, Penrith team never get worried though, right? Like even if they go scoreless no. in the first half, which is pretty rare for them, they're always going to come back fighting. They've got confidence in their abilities. They've had their backs to the wall in the past, and they're just full of energy the whole way yeah, through. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, you know, the the small bit of kudos to go to the Titans is that the scoreline was eighteen four. I I feared for them. I it was part of my prediction in predictions league this week that I thought that game in particular would be a bit of a blowout. So. Well done. Well done to the Titans, but the Panthers are just such class. Rabbitohs uh, getting up against Manly in it was, you know, a close-fought game, especially considering the fact that Manly played almost the whole match with 12 men. Yeah, after I mean, eight minutes in, he goes... What are your thoughts on the whole thing? Carl I mean, Lawton, the tackle, the decision in the moment. Like, fair enough to send him off. I'm, I'm very happy and comfortable with the decision that that tackle results in a send-off. Is it the worst tackle or most dangerous tackle of the year that it's the first send-off of the year? I don't think so. Mm. I'd like to see other equally dangerous tackles and not just like sending off tackles, but we see it inconsistent with high shots and players being sin-binned and whatnot. The whole judiciary system and referees sin-binning players, sending them off is inconsistent. And that that is where the frustration is. With that specific call, I can't be that. Mad, yeah, really. I, I it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fair send off. It's frustrating in terms of consistency and whatever. I just, I honestly don't think no matter what we do, it's it's ever going to be like right. You know what I mean? Like, there's always going to be differences in referees' judgment in the moment. Yeah, and like it, you'd rather, I don't know, you'd rather, as hard as it is to say, you'd rather some of them kind of get caught. Than, than none of them. Yeah, uh, I, so I, I agree. I think the yeah. problem is that they've invested so heavily in the bunker and they brought it in to try and make the game more consistent and it doesn't feel like it is at all. Mm. And I think a lot of footy fans, I think I'm in the boat of, I'd prefer to scrap the bunker, go back to the referees, one ref, they make the decision, they might have an off day, they might miss some things, but it's a bloke doing his best and there's not this multi-million dollar machine behind it that's meant to be making the game you know officiated as well as it possibly can because Mm. even with all this technology and this you know supposed decision making process we still have these inconsistencies so let's scrap that let's give the money somewhere else Mm -hmm. and let's just trust the refs to call a fair game interesting Um, i yeah i think the the one element of the bunker having it there that I do like is captain's challenges. Yep. I love I love the fact that like a ref's decision can be overturned if yep. the challenge is used correctly. Uh, so I enjoy the bunker for that respect. But yeah, apart from that, there's not much else that I really value it for. Yeah, well, no, it, it's good fun, but 
yeah, the captain's challenge, it can be used well. You see some crappy ones being used as well, which is a bit of a waste. But in terms of the game itself, we did well to fight through like the rest of the game. We put in a gutsy performance, defended well. It was fatigue that caught up with us in the end. Um, we had a couple of injuries to middle forwards as well, where we're pretty thin already. Um, it was good to score some points and, yeah. and sort of go toe-to-toe for the first half. But a man down for 72 minutes is going to be tough for anyone. That's it. Just couldn't couldn't hold out, um, and yeah, they just stormed home when we were we were knackered. Yeah, so absolutely. fair play, but fair play. I, I'm tell you what, I'm dead keen to play them again later on in the year and <laughs> and, and get our deserved win because <laughs> with 13 players on the park, I I think we have the W for sure. Yeah, we're just gonna hope Carl Lawton's not back from suspension yet at that point. Otherwise, <laughs> it could be a similar story. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Warriors and Raiders. Uh, that was yeah, probably one of the one of the not one of the ones that I looked at and went, oh, that team will win for sure. It was it was a flip of the coin, honestly, of who was going to win. I probably expected the Raiders to f- to find something, but no, they they slumped to the bottom of the ladder. The Warriors are they there now? Are they the Raiders last? are now last below the Bulldogs. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, no correction. Knights. Just oh, check, sorry. Doing a, live, a live check. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Why did I think the Raiders were last? Because it, they're I fading, mate. They're, they're, they're struggling. Disassociated the Knights with the I Raiders. Think, I think they're in real trouble. They are? I really do, because I can't see them coming back. I mean, I know we've talked about Jamal Fogarty coming back when he's back from injury, but they're going to miss Whiten for a couple of weeks, I think, with suspension. Mm. Um, they're... They're just not finding any consistency. And to see out the 80 minutes, they something in their confidence or there's something not right there. Yeah, and I don't know what's happening. Pressure is building on, on Sticky, that's the, for absolutely, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, his position is properly yeah going to be questioned over the course of this season if it continues this way. Uh, the Bulldogs got a... I, I can't believe they've come away with a win against the Roosters. And the roosters, look like, the roosters look like they were coming back towards the end. But uh, no, good on the Bulldogs. It's amazing that the, the Bulldogs um, sort of star players that have been, like, have been heavily criticised to start the year, all on big money contracts, looking mm. at this rebuild, can like outperform the Roosters, who are one of the like most star-studded, consistent sides. Yeah. That are like one of the powerhouses of the comp. And they... They, they lost fair and square. There wasn't much controversy. There wasn't, like, anything that went into the game. The Roosters just aren't clicking this year. No. You'd, you'd think with Walker and Kiri, they'd make an excellent halves combination. Manu Tedesco, you know, as X-Factor point-scoring yeah. machines in the outside backs, and it's not happening. No, it's, yeah, it's 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 a bit baffling. I'm, I'm a bit confused because, you know, on paper... They've got the team to do it. They've not got the injury battles they had last year. They were doing. I feel like they were doing better last year with huge a huge injury toll than they yeah. are this year with a full strength team. So I don't know what's going on. They're the type of team though that you'd never count them out. And and Robbo's probably got them primed and in the mindset of we need to be playing our best footy in September. Mm. Like yes, we want to grind out each week. We want to improve each week. We want to get the wins where we can. But they're a top eight side. They'll probably still be there at the end of the year. In the finals run, I, I bet they're they're red hot and raring to go. So you can never say never with them, but yeah. certainly a loss to the Bulldogs is a heavy loss. And a team that was looking so on top of their form this year, uh, they've, now, they've now lost to the Tigers and the Cowboys, the Parramatta Eels. 
Uh, and you called this one last week. I on did. The pod, that was part of your prediction. One of my predictions uh, did the multi with um, the Warriors winning, Manly winning, which was unfortunately not correct. But the <laughs> Cowboys getting up against Parramatta. I, I saw it coming a mile off. Parramatta looked like they're struggling. Um, that they, they're a momentum team. We say it a lot. They they struggle when they mm. start to slide and lose confidence. They've had a lot of injuries to outside backs. So Dylan Brown's moved out to centers. Yeah. And the Cowboys also genuinely look like a top four side. They're playing like it. They're, they're scoring points all over the park. They've got one of the best defenses. And they just have points coming from everywhere. Drinkwater's been a revelation at fullback with um, the hammer coming off the bench. Yeah. Townsend and Dearden, an unlikely halves partnership, but it's lethal. They've got a, yeah, it's just like a really, really quality sort of under the radar spine. Like you look at the list of players like Scott Drinkwater, Reese Robson. He's Chad, been great. Yeah, Chad Towns and, and and Tom Dearden are just a bunch of guys who have never never been like they none of them were sort of like hyped up as a next big thing coming through as juniors. I think they're all all considered like a secondary playmaker on a side. Mm. But when you've got four Secondary playmakers, yeah, you know that they're each quality in their own right, and yeah. it makes your side so so dangerous. And their young blokes are standing up too. The, the second row is Luki Nanai, um, Tom Gilbert, who's off to the Dolphins, looking really good and I- impressive in in that forward pack. And yeah, I think a deserved win against Parramatta, who are going to continue to struggle. I reckon. Oof. Um, oh, they're, they're a top eight side, but. I think they've they, got to move Dylan Brown back to 5'8 in oh, his for sure. preferred position. For I think sure. The, yeah, that, that whole thing is... Everyone's trying to... The the centre is like the, the hot position this year. Everyone's trying to make someone a centre yeah. after after Talakai. Everyone's just... You know, so many teams are doing it. It's, yeah, not sure that not sure that everyone's born to be a centre. No, and I think, I think the Moses-Brown combination has been something they've been developing for a couple of years. Yeah. And... Jacob Arthur's a great player. He looks like a talent coming through. He's still young, though, and I get wanting to play him in his natural position instead of moving him to centre if they need to put someone to cover there. But I still think your halves are so important to how your side's going to play. You'd rather have a weak centre position and your strong halves than break up your halves for a slightly more solid centre option. Well, it's like if last year the Panthers had been like, oh... Where we've got a, we've got a couple injuries in the centres. We've got this young half Burton, so let's play him in his main position of half, and mm. let's put Jerome Luai at centre. Yeah, it's a similar situation. Like put the kid, you know, like I feel like yeah, your star player should be playing in their main position yeah. and fill the gaps elsewhere, not not the other way around. Of like, no, let's make sure that the young guy is a hundred percent happy, and then everyone else sort yeah, sort the out around him. Uh, yeah, last games of the round on Sunday. Storm fifty to two against the Knights. Storm just uh, love winning huge at the moment. Xavier yeah. Coates seven tries in the last um, like seventy minutes or whatever. That's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, He's been so good. The Knights are struggling. Obviously, they they've not won in five or six weeks or something. So um, what I meant just to clarify, Xavier Coates. He scored. He's now scored basically with like. If you combine a bit of the last match they played against the Warriors yep. with the start of this match, within 70 minutes of footy, he scored seven tries. That's well what said. I meant. Good there clarification. Go. I, to, I didn't want people coming to me being like... <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for you. They're coming for <laughs> you. 
let them come. Yeah, well, the, yeah, I think I think the Knights are, they're just going to struggle. I miss they're missing Braley. I think he, he's out for the season. Mm. Which you know, obviously, we talk about Hooker being such an important position. Their forward yeah. pack's not living up to the hype. They've got the Saifidi brothers. Just, just like once Clemmer. again, I feel like there's always there's always some kind of storyline going on with Kalen Ponga that distracts a bit from just playing on field. Well, e- even now the whole idea that he's now signed his long-term contract and that was meant to be the distraction that he was in negotiations and things. Yeah. And now he signed it and now it's a distraction that he signed it and he has to deliver. Yeah. So like so when, when's the chat going to die down? Obviously being a player on so much money, being so a marquee happens. player, being a captain, it, it brings the pressure. It brings the heat. It's a bit of the Luke Brooks factor. It's that it's, I you know, so. when, you, when you have that much hype around you, you're never going to live up to the expectations that people set on you, like because the expectations are beyond anything. Yeah, and it's just like, whereas like you know, like we said for the Cowboys, players like Scott Drinkwater, uh, Tom Deard, and uh, Chad Towns, and and um, Robson, Rob Reese Robson, that have have never had that expectation, so they are always exceeding expectations. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you look at the the supporting cast that the Knights there. No no disrespect to any of them, but he's got Gagai, who's a proven origin and you know representative player, but he's on the sidelines at the moment. Yeah, Frizzell, Clemmer have been there, done that, but they're at the back ends of their careers. The Safidi brothers, yeah, they're they're quality forwards, but they're they're struggling at the moment. And then yeah. at the end of the day, their props, they're laying the platform. To capitalise off the back of it, Clifford and Clune, probably not your strongest half combinations in the game. Players like Bradman Best have plenty of potential, but mm. he's not, you know, yeah. Pong is number two that I, is going to yeah. turn, a, turn a game around. I think where Knights are currently at is sort of what we expected from them, I guess, coming in into the year. I guess it was just the, mo- the most shocking part was how well they started the year, like you yeah. know, the first couple of rounds or whatever, but still. So it's sort of now... Now it's like a fall from that unexpected start to the year is, yeah. is really like the, well, the shocking hopes, bit. The hopes got lifted, didn't they? Yeah. They, they had two wins to begin. and A win were... against the Roosters, who it turns out are quite easy to beat. Exactly, so, exactly. So maybe shouldn't have got the hopes that high. Um, and final final game of the round, my boys, the Tigers. I was worried about this one, you know, after getting wins against the Eels and the Rabbitohs. The Tigers don't win three in a row at the best of times, but especially not when it's a team that we have a chance of beating. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. It, the best thing for us this week would have been to play the Storm. No, not the Storm. I'll say uh, the Shark. No, couldn't beat the Sharks. No. <laughs> you, you never know. I, but know. I, I, I get your point. Yeah. It, it, was a, it was a good game though. I mean, it's those types of games that you want to capitalize on. Um, yeah, no, the Dra- to, fair, fair credit to the Dragons. They've now won three in a row. One of those Anzac Day against the Roosters there. They're having a bit of a roller coaster of a year, but at the moment they're they're on the fun bit. Yeah, yeah, they're enjoying it. <laughs> <At> and, the <laughs> um, they're one of those sides that keeps mixing around their their playing positions, their spine. I know he's been forced into some rotations with injury and stuff, but also the young kids coming in, dropping out. Yeah, it, it seems to be a nice balance at the moment. All and that being said, I think Ben Hunt is having one of his best years in the Dragons number seven yeah. this year. He, he's, he's quality. I think he's a lock in for the fourteen for Queensland. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any other like util like Brimson's not in the conversation at the moment. I don't. I don't know who else would would fill the role. Reed Marnie maybe if they wanted to. Is there uh, even questions over who wears number seven for Queensland? I think DC is having just as good a year. Okay, I, um, that's my opinion. Yeah. Like I, I think, 
I think Ben Hunt would do an excellent job mm. as a number seven for Queensland, but I don't think he's got the runs on the board ahead of DCE. Who, That's who's, fair enough. You know, one of their captains at the mm. moment. Um, and I'm sure we'll get all into it as Origin approaches and oh, start. Yeah. Can't wait. Got to start putting together our our ideal lineups, I guess, for the matches. Yeah, uh, so that'll be lots of fun. Um, and let's get into the fantasy and the tipping champs of the week, Harvey. But before we do that, let's go to a little ad break. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, Harvey. We're back from the ad. Everyone's gone and bought whatever the ad was for. Uh, you know, a proud sponsor. So, you know, <laughs> uh, who were our fantasy and tipping champions this week? Well, fantasy is... It's always good that we have somebody other than Ben Thewlis topping the fantasy comp because this bloke still running red hot at the top of the table on the overall points. Mm. He's coming 54th, 54th in the world. Okay, still top 100. So he's he's an elite he's fantasy player. Bit. He's dropping a little bit, but... Yep. But this week, Tommy Guns, coached by Tom Dahl, scored yes. 917. And nice. he, he's our weekly fantasy coach of the week. Well so, done, Tommy's so Guns. congratulations. Yeah, nice one. Um, Let me just quickly have a look at who Tommy had in his team while you get the tipper of the weeks up. Nathan Cleary, captain, of course. Angus Crichton was in there, had a good game. Nico Hines. James Tedesco got 81 in a losing side. Oh. Still getting the individual stats. Well, that's it. Shows, shows how valuable he is. And, and where would they be without him? Where would they be without Tedesco? Who knows? Don't even want to think. <laughs> they'd have Joey Manu at fullback. Exactly. So, yeah, they'd be know, all right. <laughs> be all right. Um, and tipping, it is Mrs. Tag, Desiree Tag, who got six out of eight in a tricky it's a, week. It's a very good score um, this week. Margin of two. So... Got it pretty close. Yeah, wow. Well done. And yeah, keep up the good work. That's Still awesome time work. to join. That means you're getting a few of the of the upsets correct and also picking the correct way in some of those 50-50 games. So well done. Awesome. Awesome. Well done, Mrs. Tag. Get your tips in for this week as well. Yeah, but absolutely. We've got our own prediction comp. That's right. Running alongside all of this. We do, Harvey. The Predictions the League. Prediction, that's right. Predictions League. Results and standings after round eight. Uh, standings have not changed at all. Everyone is still in the same position. Because everyone from us and our Patreon members who put in a prediction for round eight got it wrong. Mm. Um, at the top of the ladder, Tim from our Patreon said, Josh Schuster would play for Manly and the Dragons v Tigers would be decided by one point. He got the Josh Schuster part right. Yeah, good to have him back. But uh, Tigers v Dragons, six-point difference, so incorrect. Uh, Marina from our Patreon is currently in second place, said the Tigers would defeat the Dragons by 20-plus points. 
not quite. Wrong and wrong. Harvey, <laughs> you're in third place and you said Seagulls would defeat the Rabbitohs, Warriors would defeat the Raiders, Cowboys would defeat the Eels. The mm. part there that everyone was going, not going to happen, not going to happen, was the Cowboys defeating the Eels part. You got that right. And then you also got the Warriors-Raiders score uh, d- result right. But Seagulls over the Rabbitohs. And yeah, my manly boys let us down. Your own boys. I feel like this happened a few times, this Predictions League, is you've made a manly-based prediction and they've been the ones to let you down. Yeah, but I love them all the same. You <laughs> love them all the same. <laughs> uh, Nikki from our Patreon is in fourth place and she said all around eight try scorers will be 30 years old or younger. Um, I don't even know like how many players over 30 may have scored a try, but I all I know is that Ben Hunt scored because I was watching it with my very own eyes. Yeah. Uh, and he is 32, so incorrect there Unlucky. from Nikki. And me at the bottom of the ladder, I said the combined margin of Titans v. Panthers, Bulldogs v. Roosters, and Knights v. Storm would be 80-plus. And the Titans screwed me by by defending well against the Panthers for a half. Yep. The, the Roosters and Bulldogs screwed me by the fact that it was a close match and the Bulldogs got up. And Knights and the Storm pulled... Massive heavy lifting for me, <laughs> trying as hard as they could to get me that prediction right. But the other matches did such a poor job already that I was nowhere near. No, it's a shame. It's a shame. We've got such more predictions shame. to come. This is the beauty of it. One That's week's over. Doesn't go our way. We turn around. We look ahead. Let's. What see. are we predicting for this week? Round nine. Can you believe it? We're already at round nine. Round nine. Here we go. My prediction for round nine is based on the Tataga Cup this week. Oh, yeah. The Manly Boys versus the West Tigers. And all that I'm predicting is that Mr. Alex Twal will score his first ever NRL try. I'll be huge. I mean, that is more <laughs> cause for celebration than most first try scorers. Um, that's, that's an incredible prediction. I, I, I see it, and I, I have flashbacks. I remember maybe it was like, Three or four years ago, might have even been five years ago, the two of us were watching a Manly v Tigers game just on TV. And I remember Alex Twile making this incredible break and he got so close to the line, just couldn't do it. And it just makes me think, maybe there's something about the Manly defensive line. Maybe he's spotted a hole or something and this time he won't allow himself to be stopped. All right. There you go. Love to see it, even even if it is against the Manly boys, just to see him get over (laughs) the line. It would be a spectacle. It would be a spectacle. Um, I've gone... I want to see tries. I love it when players get over the line. Yeah, I just reckon there are going to be three players that get a hat-trick this week. Wow. Three Three players. Three hat-tricks. If they score four, five, six tries, I'm going to count that. Three or more tries for three different players. And... I love to do this. Yep. <laughs> if you had to choose which three are getting a hat trick this week, who would they be? All right. Well, Alex Johnson's going to get over for the Rabbitohs. I think cool. their red hot form is going to continue. Broncos, they put in one good performance this week. They're going to put in a struggling performance next week. <laughs> um, I see Saab getting over for a hat trick. Oh. just He's too good in the air. I think he'll be up against Nofaluma. Yeah, a couple of high kicks That's from fair. DCE, a couple of line breaks. He's in line for a hat trick as well. Yep. Xavier Coates up against yeah. the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, got to be him. I mean, what is it? Seven tries, seventy minutes, 80, 80 minutes on the weekend. Yeah, he's in line for eight tries. Easy done. Easy done. 
Easy done. All right. <laughs> well, there we go. Got our predictions in. They'll be up on the Instagram. Uh, anything else you'd like to add about the footy before we sign off, Harvey? I just can't wait for the Manly Tigers game oh, this weekend. Oh, tag a cup. That's game two. Uh, That's right. The trial, of course, was the first one. So you guys are up 1-0. Yep. And it's up to us to win both matches of the regular season to claw back a win in the Tataga Cup. We're both coming off losses, so it's going to be a close one at four points park. It's going to be a close one. Look forward to it. And until next time, Harvey. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.